Hello and welcome to Tokyo Inklings. This is episode 5. My name is CY. You can find me at tokyostationpens.com or on Instagram at tokyostationpens. And my name is Jacob and I'm Fudafan on Instagram and I have a blog at fudafan.com. Hello, my name is Crip and you can find me on Instagram under mirai.cat. Excellent. Um hi guys. Uh really really happy to have both of you here. Obviously my regular co-host Jacob, uh always glad to talk to you. And as well today a special guest to the show, Quay. Welcome Quay to Tokyo Inklings. Thank you very much. So, um just before we get into our main uh segments, I think a lot of people are interested and we got uh, quite some questions that we'll touch upon further later. But, you know, who, who are the these people in Japan? Um, you know, what what is it like? So, I just want to before we get into the main segment, uh maybe you can introduce yourself a bit, uh who you are, what your interest is, and how you got into fountain pens. So, um I was born and raised in Lausanne, Switzerland, uh, in the French part. Um I'm used to be an architect and um have a PhD in history of architecture. Um Now I'm a mother of a one year old boy mm-hmm. and a freelance uh, in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Mm, so usually I'm into like stationery, uh, journaling, pen paling, mm-hmm. fountain pen, inks, mm-hmm. everything who is around uh, stationery, especially Japanese stationery. And I fall in the hole of um, fountain pen when I was five years old. Uh, mm-hmm. I stole one of my father's fountain pen and start <laughs> to destroy it. and make a lot of mess in my room so I got punished for that <laughs> but uh, from the, from that story never stop and I think I always write with a fountain pen since then um mostly western brand as mm-hmm. I grew up in in Switzerland so Pelican uh, at the beginning then Faber-Castell and uh, later on when I was uh, an adult a serious adult Montblanc and since uh, four years i discover the japanese um uh, what say no, non ending uh, uh um swamp like, yeah exactly all the sailor all the uh, nakaya um pilot and especially everything with glitters so it's mm. uh, uh i think it will it will uh, i will get in depth uh, since i moved <laughs> Tokyo two years ago and what else um so what are your primary interests in uh, in fountain pens or in stationery in general because i know you don't only collect fountain pens no no i have like um hundreds of masking tapes like yeah. a, 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 a wall of masking tape uh, in my apartment uh rubber stamp to uh, papers i i love papers I have uh, drawers of papers. Uh, Japan is a bit. Um, it's a, everyone say yeah, Japan is a heaven for stationery. I would say it's more of a hell when <laughs> you live there because there's limited edition all the time. There is fairs all the time, and now with this uh, pandemic, it's a little bit um, quiet. But even as we will talk later, the online market is going strong, mm. and um, if you really want to. how to say to to have a rest and to uh, to save money you have to you have to turn your phone off and you have to get out from the social <laughs> media because it never stop and 
And sometimes it can be a bit overwhelming. Like I really love it. I really enjoy it. But sometimes I'm just like, oh, there's too much. I don't want to, I cannot follow anymore. And especially with the baby, you know, you you spend a lot of time on on Instagram and stuff like that when you, you when you have a very young one because you you know you you need to like to um, nurse him and stuff like that. You spend time by night and and right. you you're alone with the the baby sometimes. Like I don't wake up my my husband every night when I have to feed my baby, for example. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'm I I have the problem that I'm interested in many things. And not only fountain pens, so um, it's, um, yeah, you can get lost easily, I would mm. say. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that. Uh, I mean, I think Jacob and I, we are fortunate in that we we are only in pens in terms of stationery. Uh, I mean, of course, inks and papers too, but, you know, not as far out as the, the washi tapes and the different kinds of notebooks and stuff like that. But the the hobby can get pretty deep, and it seems like yeah. you are very deep in the swamp. I've been to your house, so uh, I, I've seen I've seen the room. <laughs> it's fantastic, and you uh, you have this uh, letterpress uh, machine as well. So I mean, yeah. it's, it's all very very cool. And I have to say, maybe I should go to your place less because uh, I I don't need to collect more things now. Yeah, suddenly I, I have a typewriter. We can open a stationery at my place <laughs> once yes. the pandemic is over. <laughs> yes, let's open a shop. But um, speaking of which, though, Jacob, I realize now that we actually didn't really talk about ourselves and how we got started into fountain pen. So maybe we yeah. can uh, spend uh, just a quick uh, a few moments. You know, Jacob, how did you get into fountain pens? Yeah, sure. So I'm from Northern Europe, but have been in Japan for about 15 years now. At first, I was an exchange student in uh, Sendai in Northern Japan. But for the last uh, well, more than 10 years, I have um, I worked in Tokyo. And I've always had a casual interest in fountain pens and stationery in general, because I grew up in a house where there were pens absolutely everywhere. But that... That casual interest turned into something of an obsession for um, the last few years. And I'm sure Japan has um, has something to do with that. Um, yeah, fountain pens mainly. Recently, I've gotten very much into paper. And uh, yeah, it's not as expensive as fountain pens, but there's a lot to explore in the world of paper. So that that's that's where I am right now. Mm. Yeah, that's really interesting because both of you seem to... Uh, have gone into fountain pens through your family yeah. uh, and you know you, you kind of grew up in this fountain pen culture uh, on the other hand when I grew up maybe you know I'm a bit younger than you two so I grew up using pencils uh, mechanical pencils mm-hmm. and um, and ballpoint pens so you know living in Asia you have the let's say pleasure to never really encounter a BIC so I've what's a big crystal i've never heard of that before <laughs> until i went to the states but instead what we had and uh what we really loved is the muji pens so the muji gel pens uh the pilot g2 um and i remember when i was in school i really specifically liked the muji uh 0.7 um pen and uh, that was uh it was fat and i felt that it gave my uh, writing a lot of character but it, it wasn't say an obsession you know if i found it i found it and i would use it otherwise uh 
I wouldn't be very happy with the 0.5s or the 0.3s, but you know, whatever, I use them. And then I use whatever pens I got, disposable. However, um, I grew up in Hong Kong and there was always this, uh, this huge, these huge Lamy displays um, of Lamy safaris. And I always thought they were really cool, but uh, you know, priced at, what were they back then? Um, say 13 US dollars. I thought, wow, this is a crazy price to pay for a pen. I can't afford this. So um, then I, I bought a few, um, I believe they were Pelopetites uh, before and couldn't really get them to work. Uh, went to this workshop in China. Um, they they were using some random Chinese-made um, bladder-filling fountain pens that didn't really work. So I kind of got turned off fountain pens. And then, um, funny, funnily enough, I, I went to university in Europe, and that's where I kind of really uh, reintroduced myself to fountain pens when I saw a classmate from, um, from another French-speaking country uh, use a fountain pen. And, you know, I thought, yeah, Yo, you know, I... I like these things. Uh, I was always fascinated by them. So I went out to the supermarket, um, got myself a Pilot Petite, and it wrote beautifully. I think it's one of the very few steel nib pens that I ever used, um, or rather that I ever owned. Uh, but got that, and then it all went downhill from there because I think two weeks afterwards, I went and bought a Parker Sonnet. Actually, I bought two of them because the first one was rubbish. Uh, and the second one was also rubbish, so I decided to never buy pilots ever again. Uh, not pilots, sorry. Um, um, Parker. Uh, yeah, Parker. I decided never to buy Parkers ever again, uh, and ever since then, I've not bought a single Parker. I'm sure they're fantastic, but they're not for me. Um, but then I, I really fell deep in the hole because I bought a Carandash. Uh, you know, Quay, you're from Switzerland, so... yes. <laughs> it's, very, it's very famous uh, in, uh, in my yeah. part as it's from Geneva and they do all the um, all the pencil in Geneva yeah. so it's a very small factory compared to to other uh, pencil brands yes and uh, that was one of the smoothest fountain pens that I ever bought in my life um, uh, I've since unfortunately lost that but I, I replaced it with a Mont Blanc 145 in Burgundy and for a long time I used only that pen with uh, with Mont Blanc Lavender Purple. I think I used that combination for six, seven years. Um, and then I came to Japan. And initially, I bought a Naginata Togi. But I wasn't really into buying pens because I, I found that most pens on the market, they're really bland, from, you know, mm. F, M, and B. And I would say what really brought me into the, the hobby aspect of it was uh, discovering um, how to grind my own pens and my own nibs and uh, and then I realized that um, there are actually so many infinite possibilities that I could create myself and uh, and it's been downhill ever since uh, especially with the discovery of Yahoo auctions oh yes <laughs> uh, speaking of which uh, Jacob I, I I did something bad I did a lot of things bad but uh, <laughs> but yesterday night so looking through Mercari Yes. As, as you do before you go to bed at 2 o'clock in the evening. <laughs> um, and I got myself a M205. <laughs> oh. So it was like 6,000 yen. 
I, I, I think I might even know where you got it. I know there's one guy who keeps selling this particular model for a very good price, and he seems to have like a bunch of them because he keeps selling them yeah. over and over. Yeah. Because now I'm eyeing an M200, which is the gold trim. The M205 is the silver trim one. But uh, now I'm eyeing this M200 because most of my vintage nibs are um, gold, as in gold color. Mm. I did something bad. Uh, I might might do something with the with the the nibs. Maybe I'll plate them. We'll talk a bit about that maybe later. Um, but then the other thing, the big purchase I got is uh, is this Omas. Uh, I don't know how to say this properly. Ojiva? Is it Ojiva or I, I'm not sure. Yeah, let's say it's the Omas Ojiva. So I got this in turquoise. It's yeah. stunning uh, with the extra flexible nib, which I made extra extra. So that I can brush. I haven't really inked it up yet. I, I've dip tested it. It's it's quite nice. It's a bit less flexible than an FA. Actually, a lot less flexible than the FA. But it's bouncy. It's it's definitely very bouncy. Wouldn't classify this as a flex nib by any means, but it is a very very beautiful pen. So when when you buy Italian pens like like this one, do you find do you find Yahoo Auction to be a good place or or is eBay better? So um, it's a mix of both actually because now I try to do Yahoo Auctions because they have next day shipping. Um, so right. generally in Japan, you don't really have to choose the expensive options. Basically, all types of shipping are either next day shipping or the day after. Right. So yeah, they're quite fast. Yeah, they're they're really really good. Uh, so I've been doing that, and uh, you know that's uh, that's been a terrible terrible thing for my wallet. <laughs> but um, but that's that's what I've been doing. I've also made some eBay purchases, Jacob. I I bought some blanks. And, you bought some uh, blanks. Yeah, I bought some pen blanks. So, so these will be for a secret project. Um, but let's say I also got a few pen BBS three five fives, and uh, I might be trying to do something with those <laughs> with my blanks. I see where this is going. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, if y'all haven't watched Alyssa's video on the three five five, gotta go watch it because it is fantastic. Mm. Um, she said something about the the uh, the nib being friction fit. On my 355, it had a uh, it had a nib unit, but mine is the old version, so I can't wait to see the new version to see the differences uh, between the old and the new. I think there is a screw-in unit, but sometimes, my experience with PMBBS is that sometimes even the screw-in unit is almost stuck to the point where it feels like mm. you have to jank out the nib. Yeah, but we'll find out very soon. Uh, yeah. You didn't order one, right? Because no, I you're didn't. Not that big of a fan, but I'm a big fan, so I ordered uh, ordered a few. Let's right. just uh, leave it at that. <laughs> um, Jacob, what did you get? Yeah, so I've been on on Mercari again, and um, I, I bought <laughs> I bought a vintage Sailor. I think it's a Profit with one of those uh, S nibs. So you know, if you buy a new Sailor today, unless you go for a King of Pen or a Specialty nib. It's going to say H something, right? So like HB mm -hmm. for a hard broad and so on, right? But a few decades ago, Sailor also sold S nibs, so SF for soft fine, 
And there's actually very little information about these snips out there as far as I can tell. But I do, I do recall asking Nagahara about these snips and he said that the only difference is that it's a different alloy. I wish now in hindsight that I had asked him more because I have more questions about these nibs and hopefully I'll get another chance to, to ask him. But anyway, I got a pen with an SMF nib from Mercury. And first of all, it's not actually soft. Um, it might be a little bit softer than a regular hard um, medium fine, but we're definitely not talking, you know, FA softness here, not even, not even close. Um, the nib was in good condition, but the rest of the pen wasn't. So I decided to transplant it into a uh, trammel demonstrator. So we talked about trammel in an earlier episode, and it's this uh, big Chinese ink maker, but they also mm. make pens. And they came out with this beautiful frosted demonstrator a few months ago. And the nib on this trammel pen is just some generic, you know, IPG steel thing. But it's about the same size as my Sailor S nib, so I managed to swap it quite easily. It's a bit, it's a bit of tight fit, uh, but it works fine and it writes much better, I'd say, than my other Sailor nibs. And it might be because it's now eyedroppered. Uh, I don't have any other Sailor pens, Sailor nibs that are eyedroppered. Um, but it writes well and, and it's a beautiful pen with a fun nib and I'm so happy with this combination. Yeah, the picture yeah. looks amazing at least. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so what a lot of people, um, I think, are not yet aware is that actually Sailor nibs uh, really are versatile. The smaller, um, the promenade nibs and the smaller 21K nibs fit into size 5, Yolo, mm -hmm. size 5 uh, pens. And then the bigger ones fit into the size 6. But the bigger ones also fit into the pen BBS and is under the... Uh, the cap clearance limit so mm. uh, you can uh, put those so i talked to urban from fpc the other day and uh he was talking he was saying oh um you know the pen bbs the 355 he likes the um the pen but you know maybe you can get a, some interesting nib on there so i talked to him about that and uh and then you know lo and behold he he has fit his music nib now into into his uh, pen bbs so that's pretty cool that's a popular thing to do with pen bbs but the thing is that different pen bbs models they have different uh amount yes. of cl cap clearance right so that's usually one of the yes. first things people check when when a new model is released how much cap clearance do you have yeah because jova nibs are generally a bit taller, taller than pen bbs nibs, yeah. right yeah yeah and so the sailor nibs are, are really kind of in that sweet spot and kind of being short but also being big enough uh, for that and uh Kui, you, you bought some new stuff too uh, i i know you bought some new stuff because i bought it with you uh, yeah <laughs> your, your wax seal stamps Ah, okay, okay, sorry. I was thinking about Fontaine Pen and I was like, when did I order Fontaine Pen? I didn't know. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. So when you said at the beginning that you are not, um, you are lucky and you are only into Fontaine Pen and Inks, I was like, no, 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 you are not lucky at all. <laughs> you fall in the wax seal <laughs> collection. <laughs> so yes, the, um, I, I love wax seal. Like, um, uh, how to say uh, it's a it's a long story too because I I fall in the wax seal uh, family when I was around ten years old uh, during a trip in Italy with my parents 
it was uh, for my birthday in in the summer, and they they bought me a small wax seal with my uh, um, say monogram the initials, initials yeah. exactly. I still have it, so it's, it has a key and a T, and uh, in a um, traditional cursive character, so very um, say a classical uh, mm. uh, wax seal. Uh, uh, um, like yeah. I like uh, all the the old school letter, love letters in uh, Pride and Prejudice and stuff like that. So um, uh, then um, I discovered during a fair market in France um, 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 some uh, artists who who make um, wax seal and and I got myself. I was a teenager, so I got myself a a little beer. And uh, when maybe around 2013, I discover how I can um, design my own wax seal. So I'm, it was before my wedding and with a friend who is a graphic designer, we designed different monogra- monogram for my wedding. And I have a, a wax, like I have two wax seal for that and even um, embossed seal. Mm. This other thing I think you will really like. As uh, we Can't are all into papers and notebooks, uh, all my all my uh, bookshelf, like all my books from my studies and um, my work, all the architecture books and history books, instead of having my name written on it or uh, my address stamp, I, I monogram all of them. So it's a, I think it's a very discreet and chic, uh, chic way to recognize your own book from your friends or mm. or the one from the library. And um, I discovered this um, Taiwanese artist, uh, Lin Channing, in 2015 by Instagram. And it's a magical world. I really love her style. I, I, I like uh, how she draw mountains, uh, all the moon theme. And, and yeah, she's very uh, poetic, I guess. And I'm really happy that you... <laughs> I really like her work too, because <laughs> I think she makes really incredible um, uh, small world, magical world. And another wax sealer, I don't know how to call them, uh, from Hong Kong it is back to Zeroco uh, on Instagram. And uh, she, I designed some wax seal uh, with her, so you can oh. find some of my design on her website. And um, she's very nice. Uh, she has a family-run uh, business, and uh, we... It's really nice because um, every time she sells one, one of my wax seal, I get a PayPal, um, uh, how to say, a bill. Um, right. It's, uh, it's really, yeah. uh, it's really, uh, uh, even I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's generous, but it's really nice that she never forget me. <laughs> and even it's like once every <laughs> month, I, I got a, a small bill, and it's really cute, and and I really enjoy working with her. I make a lot of embossed seal with her too, and um, yeah. So I, I want to say hello to Lin Chenning and back to Zero Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll definitely link that to the to the notes. That's very cool. I didn't know you designed some products that are now sold on the market. So maybe I need to get some of that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> damn it, spending my money again. <laughs> and then, uh, and Jacob, you have one more thing. Oh, yes. Um so uh, I got I got a pen uh, I got my latest Urushi pen back from from Hiroko from Bokomondo and uh, this was a Mont Blanc 146 with what is called a Hakimi Nuri finish. I actually asked for something different. I asked for a Hineri Nuri finish, but she told me you have enough Hineri Nuri pens. You don't need another one. <laughs> um, 
and she, so she suggested a Hakimi Nuri instead, and I said, I don't even know what it is, but I trust you, go ahead. So, so the way this technique works is that she does a few brush strokes in black urushi, I believe, uh, with this haki brush, and lets it dry or cure, and that leaves sort of pattern, like grooves, and then she filled these grooves with a silver-colored aluminum powder, and then there was a layer on top of that with a semi-translucent blue urushi and then some uh, blue aluminum powder just like sprinkled here and there. And yeah, I'll put a link in the show notes. It might be, I'm not sure if I, if I should say that, but it might be my favorite Bokomodo so far. And I absolutely <laughs> love this pen. It's beautiful. The, the base was on what pen? A, a, a Mong Long 146 from uh, Right, 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 <laughs> right, right, right. Yes, yeah, so uh, so you've added another baby to your Bokmondo collection. Yeah, they grew faster, right, Jacob? This year, <laughs> they, they they are growing very fast now. Yes, there's no there's no stop in sight. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's move on to our first main segment about online events because obviously everything is closed right now. All the retailers are closed, and I, I think that we see some different um strategies coming so uh maybe i could just start off by talking about some of the ones that i've seen uh on instagram you have this uh, on one hand this company called tegamisha which mm-hmm. they're they're not just in stationary but they're they're very stationary focused but they run these online courses and um and they were a, a regular retailer um, before covid but now they are moving on to kind of paid online workshops. So you go and you sign up and you pay a fee and then you get a code to, to join this uh, Zoom workshop um, with, with uh, one of their, their guests. And maybe this is, a, this is a viable model. Do you think, do you think this, this kind of model works for stationery to, to kind of experience it online or maybe join some lettering uh lettering classes online or do you, do you think that uh it it needs to be in person i think online workshops is something that that might work but i think the, the current format is not necessarily ideal i think that they need to tweak the formula a bit but with Tegamisha in particular i must say i have been a bit confused about what exactly they're offering because i know yeah. that I know that Kamihaku, they did this this paper show. They they uh, they said we're gonna have an online Kamihaku, and then they linked to Tegamisha, and mm-hmm. I and I went to Tegamisha's website and I couldn't figure out what 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 was the event aspect here, what 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 is actually going on here because it just looked like uh, an online store with nothing particularly you know um, nothing happening right now so to speak. Mm. Yeah, um, I think they're sister companies or, or something like this. But I noticed that too. That Tegamisha, they're they're selling like I don't know lunch boxes even. So they mm. they they've got a wide reach. Yeah, they have a cafe uh, and yeah. they have a bookshop, and I think they have a two physical store um, on in the west part of Tokyo, mm. like uh, close to a little bit above Kichijoji, if I'm not wrong. And um, they have like yeah, it's it's a bit like. Um, the Muji style, but all this um, uh, how, house uh, goods and uh, housing goods and stationery, uh, art, uh, ceramics, 
uh, jewelry, uh, yarn, everything, everything around the, the housing and, and the craft. You know, Koya, I'm not surprised that you knew this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, had, I had their shop in my um, visit, like uh, wish list, but I and it's it's a bit far for me. Like, uh, like mm. I have to cross hold. Right. So I really need to have a purpose to go in this direction yeah. and maybe spend half day or one day there. But yeah. uh, from what I can see on their Instagram, it's quite uh, cozy and they have lunch. Yeah, you can you can eat, even eat lunch and having uh, or having a tea or coffee in the um, cafe space they have a, one of the shops named second floor if i'm not wrong mm. so yeah but uh, i i shared the same um let's say uh, uh i i didn't understand how how kamihaku uh, online really work and i mm. uh, i try yeah. then i found a link and then I, I tried to go in but everything was sold out and then i found something but the the shipping cost was really high for like for one brooch mm. so i was like okay uh, forget it <laughs> next <Yeah>. year <laughs> see you next year <laughs> But it sounds like we need to go on a field trip. Yes, we have to. Oh, we, yes. we, I told uh, Inkirox that we have to go to Pen, Pen Point together. Yeah. And then also hit up uh, Asahi Akami. Ah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yes. yeah. Um, on the other hand, though, on the other side of the spectrum, we have uh, these free kind of events-ish. And last week we had um, Tonu Limbs. Tonu and Limbs is a spacewalk. So a spacewalk mm. is the name of their their retail events uh, that they do with a lot of um, a lot of retailers. So they collaborate with them, have exclusive things, uh, etc. And it's this celebration of Tolan Limbs. I believe a spacewalk started in 2018 because that's what the first bottle of Tolan Limbs that I bought says. But what did you guys think about this event? Were you guys following this event? Uh, it was a bit complicated. <laughs> There was too many, too many shops, too many links, too many hours, uh, too many days. And I get, I think last, last Saturday when we, yeah. I got the first, like uh, the 10 AM things. And then I, and then I, I just bought some, some inks uh, from them, like, uh, and, uh, and paper and, yeah. um, the other one, uh, uh, what's the name? Uh, Oka, Oka. Okamoto, yeah? yeah, exactly. And then after that, I didn't check again because yeah, too many schedule crazy. and yeah. yeah, too many exclusive ing and and a Jacob bit strange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Jacob, did you uh, did you take a look at uh, were you following this event? Yeah, a little bit. And to me, it didn't feel so much as a single, you know, coherent event as just a bunch of like um, retail online events kind of happen around the same time. So you went to Tono and Limbs. A Twitter feed or the Instagram page and they had sort of a schedule or they had a link to a Dropbox page where they had uh, schedules in a PDF format you looked at that and you saw that today from like 10 to 11 Pentonote is going to have um, uh, an online um, live stream and they're going to be selling something so now we have to jump over to Pentonote's Instagram and you're going to and then mm-hmm. Jump into their online stream and you follow that, and then maybe they will sell something. And if you if you want to buy something from Pentanote, you have to go to Pentanote store. And then the next hour, maybe like Ishimaru Bunkudo had another event, and now you had to jump over to their to their feed yeah. and to their store. Right? There was no there was no single place where everything was happening and where you could buy everything from one place. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was certainly 
confusing. And I agree with both of you in that I think the event could have been much better run, uh, especially, mm-hmm. Jacob, when you said it didn't feel like a singular event, but, you know, random stores coming and doing Instagram lives and you didn't really know where to find them until mm. the day of when they, they posted the links to the accounts. And and for me, I agree. It, it was uh, it was messy and incoherent, kind of like their real life uh, retail events, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but um, but I, I don't think they've they have this figured out because um, I think a much better way to do it is uh, to have the Instagram live on um, on the Tono Limbs account and then have all the different creators join them mm-hmm. uh, at different times. That that to me would make a lot more sense. But the way that they did it was that obviously, as you said, um, they had it uh, on each of the different uh, makers' accounts or the creators' accounts, and then you had to jump between accounts, and it was it was just very very incoherent. Mm-hmm. That being said. Did you buy anything? Of course. <laughs> it's not even a question. No, if not, I, I won't go on there. On there, I won't try to understand how we draw it. So I got some ink from end paper. I, I share with the, you guys um, some yeah. picture. Uh, they are they really nice and they were so fast. Like I, we ordered them on Saturday, right? Saturday morning, and I got them Monday morning uh in front of my door so really surprised how fast they were and um very nice color very spring Mm. um say a very dynamic um, Mm -hmm. color for summer and spring and i really enjoy them Um, then i'm waiting for my my second order uh, um okamotoya Mm. one with the this uh, collection of shimmering um uh, who, who do they call um sword sword ink you know this um, this five um, this five colors with a lot of. Uh... You managed to buy those. That they sell yeah. out very very fast. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's when I was online for this one on um, Okamotoya mm. website, and uh, I was so surprised that they got it because I I thought that I would have to go on a different website. So as they got it on um, Okamotoya, and I was there to to get the Noah eighty seven. Mm. Yeah, uh, uh, shimmering ink. I was so surprised, so I add them in my basket. So I, I went on this website to buy one ink, and I finished with six bottles. So of course, it's <laughs> I lose <laughs> again. And for the sword series, I I have confirmed with uh, Kobayashi Bungu that yeah. they're not limited editions. No, I saw that Pento Note have them since yesterday yeah. too. And what's interesting about this event is that. All the stores have all of the collaborations. Yeah, so you this can is buy. Strange. Yeah, uh, uh, for me, it doesn't make sense. They should but have them almost, at right? the... almost all because and yeah. and paper, for example, I didn't find I didn't find them on different. Well, I didn't check all of them, but I checked two of them, and I didn't find them in the other website. Because at one moment I was starting to get crazy and like. Am I ordering twice the same bottles because they all look the same with the same kind yeah. of mm. labels? And I was like, did I order already this one? And I was like, okay, I have to check my previous purchase. But luckily, I don't have a double. <laughs> and I got, a, as well as you, the No87. This yeah. is a, actually, I got them this morning, uh, about 9, uh, no, 8.30, actually, really, really oh. early. 
but um but i got the, and it, it's quite an interesting blue it's uh in big swabs it's uh it's this uh kind of, i would call it it kind of reminds me of the ocean um yeah. there's a bit of uh i don't think there's so much shading but there's a bit of color change that goes from a uh, lighter blue to deeper indigo blue with uh, with some mm-hmm. haloing on the on the edges so i can't wait to really swatch this ink but what's interesting mm-hmm. i think about this ink is that it's blue shimmer on blue and oh, yeah. uh, you don't really have a lot of shimmer that's not gold and mm. silver yeah speaking of gold and silver though i got another ink um and they they released these two black inks and uh, and they're called white yeah yeah and um, so, so there's this joke in Japan, I suppose, that uh, must be true everywhere as well. But um, basically, companies that treat their employees well uh, are called white companies. And the companies that uh, force their employees to do overtime, you know, stay until 12, they're called black companies. So a lot of companies in Japan uh, kind of advertise themselves as white companies, but they're actually black companies. So... <laughs> The ink is a play on on this kind of culture, I suppose. And so the box says white, but then inside the ink label says black. So that that was hilarious. And I bought the shimmering version. um, And that one is called uh, Hataraki Kaikoku, which means uh, work style reform. (laughs) And they advertise this ink as being a black ink with white shimmer. And I, I got the ink and when i swabbed it honestly i was a bit disappointed but then i thought about the concept and i thought you know maybe the disappointment is 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 part of the joke because Mm -hmm. because this ink is not black uh this ink is is gray and the shimmer is not white it's it's silver so you know maybe going along with uh with the the theme you know work style reform you know a lot of Companies promise work style reform, but they end up to be disappointments. So maybe that's what this ink is about. <laughs> to me, this sounds like a, a Japanese take on, on Noodler's ink, where each bottle comes with a political message. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's quite funny. But, you know, I will swatch these up and uh, maybe it was just a swab. Maybe I got a, a particularly light dose or, or big dose of, um, of the shimmer. So, you know, let's see. I think they said on the on their website that the ink was designed by their boss, and uh, hmm. the the picture on the label is the daughter, the boss daughter's portrait. Nice. So maybe 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 it's kind of a yeah intern joke plus yeah social joke. Yeah. And about um, um, shimmering, who are not a silver or gold? There is. Um, remember when we went to the Maruzen event uh, hmm. for Kyoko Shikura. Yes, uh, I got those inks as well. Yeah, so she she used um, like a pink, purplish, um, yeah. shimmering inside. It's really nice um, yes. to write with them. I think you're talking about the Towa Zakura, which I got as well. Actually, I got yeah. two bottles because I like the color so much, but they're also made by Tono Limbs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so aside from that, I want to just, take a brief moment to talk about kwz because i've been seeing a lot of kwz not in japan particularly but in hong kong and taiwan so they're doing some oem work for ink house in hong kong and uh also for 
Fine Writing International in Taiwan. So they're making these uh, these inks, these store exclusives, and they're they're branding them really, really. I think the bottles are beautiful. They're also doing uh, Tools to Live By, which I believe Quay you have yeah. some. It, it it almost seems to me as if KWZ is taking the more Japanese approach of doing lots of store exclusives um, because I don't think that's so common in uh, in in your I know Diamond has a, a lot of store exclusives but they produced an entire line for these stores and you know maybe KWC will see some more of them here in Japan soon who knows uh, you, you remember during the Ink Numa event mm. I got this bottle made from I don't know who, <laughs> uh, blue ink, and I, I bring it at the Pelican um, hub. And hub, yeah. And we we cannot, I, I cannot know, I cannot trace the bottle. It's a KWZ um, limited edition for a stationery shop in Tokyo, mm. uh, in Japan, at least in Japan. Mm. Uh, I forgot the name now, but um, it was a very strange, yeah, it was only one bottle left, and nobody around to ask for <laughs> what is this bottle doing here yeah. and uh, yeah so i think they start uh, at least one or two years ago maybe mm. already but now they are really strong in the market uh, they used to do all this thing for the um, like american or canadian um, uh, fountain pen fairs like toronto yeah. two years ago yeah and uh, I believe the owner is a man called Conrad, and I think he's a chemist by trade. So if he comes into Japan's market more aggressively, we'll have uh, maybe we'll have a competition for um, Ink Master Gary, the mm-hmm. the main Iron Gall uh, ink maker. And um, Jacob, you want to talk about Kakimori and OKB48? Well, so what I wanted to say about Kakimori is that just like Tone and Limbs, they have started doing these uh, online, uh, these uh, IG live streams. I don't think there's so much of a like, time-limited event. It's more like that that's because Kakimori has closed its retail store due, during the, yes. the state of emergency. So they are trying to reach out to customers uh, via, via Instagram Live, and which seems to be the most, increasingly becoming the most co- uh, popular, like, uh, channel and, and their streams are, are quite nice actually I've, I've been enjoying many of these many of these um instagram live streams uh, during uh, during the state of emergency because they are not well to me they're not really that sales focused even though they mention the products but, but they are very they're very relaxing they're, there's something very mm-hmm. relaxing about seeing these people mm. you know that they, they, they're they're scribbling with their ink on some nolder-filled paper and they are talking slowly about life in Fukushima or whatever it is. They don't necessarily convince me to buy their inks, but there's something very relaxing about watching these streams. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're not very noisy. Right. But at the same time, um, they try to very... I guess um, the Japanese word is tene, but uh, I guess uh, very gently and kind of softly soothingly yes yeah, yeah softly kind of explain this product to you and most of the time you know we are crazy people so we we know most of the stuff but mm-hmm. there, there's still something kind of nice about that motherly i don't know this this Approach. tone of voice that they have yes. yeah yes it's perfect to fall asleep 
<laughs> yeah, I, I I definitely uh see where you're coming from. Yeah, so so the other thing I wanted to mention was that uh, on one of the recent pen addict podcasts they, they talked about some uh, ranking of ballpoint pens in Japan and and the the list was called OKB48 and I'm not sure they 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 got the joke there so I thought we should explain the backstory there so there is, as we know, a very popular pop group or like idol group in Japan mm-hmm. called AKB48, where AKB stands for like Akihabara because they have their own like theater or something in Akihabara. Yes, on top of Don Quixote. Mm-hmm. And 48, I think, is the number of members or, or, the, or the original member count or something like that. But it's right. a super popular pop group. It's just a sort of cultural phenomenon. They're using the topping the list. Well, either they are topping the list or it's perfume or arashi, but they are. Uh, up there and yeah yeah. and i think once a year they have this big uh, election popularity yeah yeah i think it's called sembatsu sauce thank you it's like 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 the biggest event for their fans where they vote Mm -hmm. people in and out or whatever it is and what what okb this ballpoint thing is is just 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 a a joke based on that so what okb stands for is okini the border pointer so so favorite ballpoints (laughs) i didn't know that that's hilarious so okini the ballpoint um senbatsu so thank you so there's the the annual election of favorite ballpoint pens and it's actually run by this bungo guy who is we talked about him in a previous episode he's one one of the youtubers here and I think he's also the editor of um, uh, Bungo Tobira, one of the major mm-hmm. online magazines. So anyway, this is his little project, and this whole thing is just a joke based on AKB48. You know, we met him uh, last year, and yes. honestly, listening to this, I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a character. Yes, he is. <laughs> all right, um... So we're we're pretty deep into the podcast uh, to say that we're going to go into the main segment, but let's go into the main segment of this uh, this episode, which is chasing sailor inks. Because um, you said earlier, Quay, you 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 fell into this Japanese uh, swamp of sailor glittery, but you don't just chase pens. We'll talk about pens uh, in the next episode, but um, for this episode, because you know we coincide with the Tona Limbs uh, event. I want to talk a bit about chasing sailor inks. You have quite a collection. Yeah, I don't count them anymore, but um, a mm. lot. <laughs> so, in Japan, there's this idea of um, of a hobby being a swamp, and I, you know, I'm not a I'm not a linguist or anything, so I haven't done extensive research, but I believe the kind of idea is that a swamp kind of sucks you deeper and deeper yeah. into it. And in so, French, we say the un puissant fond. It's mm-hmm. a, I would say, um, I, I don't know how to translate, um, you know, un puissant, where you, uh, historically, you will go and get water mm-hmm. in the village. Mm-hmm. So oh, well. without, without the, an end. So yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's this kind of, um, and I think Japan yeah. is really strong for that because the, as they release, uh, as I said, the limited edition yeah. every week. I don't know, every three days. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you're really into it, you get you get lost really easily. Oh yeah, for sure, with store exclusives everywhere. Yeah. Um, but th- this this ink swamp, it, it's it's been growing, and yeah, uh, you know, two years ago people were like, oh, this is the peak swamp. Yeah. 
and then 2009 hap- uh, 2019 happened. And um, <laughs> yeah, wait, hold my beer. Thank you. Yeah, not the peak swamp yet. 2019 is the peak swamp. Yeah. And uh, and I think um, last year, at the end of last year, we did this video uh, with uh, with Alessa Inky Rocks. Um, mm-hmm. And Bruno Taut uh, talked about 2019 being the, the breaking point of <laughs> the ink swamp. Uh, and then 2020 said, wait, hold, hold my beer. <laughs> so, um, so the swamp grows. Yeah, I don't know if there will be an end. <laughs> because you, oh. you discover more, like we, we are talking about Sailor now, but there's more and more lit, smaller brand or foreigner brands coming to Japan. And, and first we thought that shimmering will be a, the must and then start having shading inks. And then from shading inks, we have this kind of many color, yeah, halo inks. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I don't know what they will invent next, but like, I don't know, perfume. And they already have some perfume inks and they already yeah. have fluorescent ink, but I really don't. Maybe it will be two inks you mix together and we make a new third color. I don't know. What yep. do we get? There's a lot of these kits when you can mix your own colors. There's a lot growing. Like first, there was only uh, um, Inkstand, uh, Kakimori Inkstand, but not, you have Platinum who, who already did them. But you have so many, like a color, color verse, right? Mm. Oh, yeah, I made uh, this mixing ink and uh, Australian brand Toucan have this mixing ink too. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know where where it will end but if it will end but at least yeah. it's really interesting for us <laughs> so we discover why, why do you chase inks clay um uh it didn't it didn't start as a as a hunt at the beginning uh i was uh, in 2016 i was traveling a lot for my research uh, in architecture and i discovered first uh, kobe and nagasawa uh, ink uh, in Osaka. I was in Osaka and um, I was like, wow, so many colors and so many, um, not limited edition, but store store edition that I, hmm. I ne- then I, Itoya got them later on. But at, at that time, it was uh, only um, in uh, Osaka and Kobe. And I, I knew about uh, Hiroshi Juzuku pilot line that you can mm-hmm. find all around Japan. But I didn't I didn't know about uh, Nagasawa ink, and they have like I don't know 70 or 80. I don't. I lost the count too, but 80 colors, something like that. And um, some limited edition, some some old time. And I was just so amazed by the mm. the large uh, palette they proposed. Right. And uh, from that, I start to to um, to check a little bit uh, further different uh, stationery shop around Japan, and I saw that oh. They, they all have their own Sailor ink, like Sailor made a uh, small collection, a small batch of ink for for every stationery in Japan, I guess. And as I was traveling a lot for, for architecture research, I got, uh, I was lucky to visit some village or some cities. I will never get there for tourist reason or for mm-hmm. sightseeing reason. So every time I, I got a building, I have to check in some countryside area. I was like, is there a stationery around? <laughs> and <laughs> and, and the, the game started like this. Like because of my uh, building uh, historic uh, research, I got to I got to stop by uh, some small stationery shop uh, all around Japan. 
from mm. Kyushu to Hokkaido, and it's how it starts. It's how the hunt starts, and uh, I won't go there especially for it uh, if I don't go to this area for another reason. But if I have to travel somewhere, I will check if there is a stationery shop, and in the stationery shop, I will check if there is some special ink. So it's how it starts. Uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, there's no reason, like, I, I enjoy a new colors and new inks. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I, I just make a swatch and sometimes I'm disappointed by the ink, so I, re I just resell it. I, I don't have any um, particular attach to some bottles of ink, mm. so if the color doesn't please me, I'm, I'm selling it. That's it. And I think some people are happy uh, to find ink that they will never get because right. they will never go to this area if they don't <laughs> live around. So yeah. everyone, everyone's happy. <laughs> so one question about that. So you say that you are reselling inks and I think everyone has had their own challenges trying to sell inks and whether that means yeah. trying to convince, you know, the post office that liquids are, are allowed or, you know, so on. Are you, how do you resell inks and what is your experience doing that? Um, at the beginning, my post office refused to take my 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 box of ink, and I had to print the page uh, on their website that so showed that there's mm. no nothing said about inks because there's no uh, how to say um, it's not like a, um, a nail polish or uh, any uh, bleach or anything that can be. So now they accept it, and as it's a small post office in my area, they know me. So every time I come, they don't ask, they don't <laughs> ask me anything anymore. But during the yeah, maybe the two or three first time, I had to explain them. It's for it's for fountain pen and everything. Right. So now they know me. They don't ask me anymore. But I guess that they had sometimes they're a little bit um, uh, reticent to to accept liquids yeah. because they are afraid that something may happen but then I, I told them it's like watercolor but with water <laughs> pigments <Yeah>. with water <laughs> but it's okay yeah I don't have uh, no I don't have any more problems yeah but I, I heard yeah. that people got uh, um, uh, their package uh, got refused at the post office uh, how did you manage um, Jacob? I mostly also sell in Japan, so America and so on. Yeah. Uh, so usually I just, I don't sell entire bottles because then the shipping cost becomes too high. So I just sell them in, in small Tamiya bottles because then I can yeah. just use, you know, the, the small, you know, nickel post size. Can you just go to your local convenience store and then you, you print out the label and then you're done? Yeah. Yeah, I know that in uh, when you send the domestic mail in Japan, it's not about the weight; it's about the thickness yeah. of the package. So it's different when you send international; it's about the weight, and yeah, so it's okay. Yeah. But um, uh, I have some. Um, uh, I will say hello to some um, very good customers. Uh, one of my friends, uh, Camille, uh, she's a Vamika in on Instagram. She's an artist and. She used ink to paint and to draw. She made very nice mm. paintings. So if you have time, go check her Instagram. And uh, every time she, she saw on my Instagram some new ink, some new color, she asked me, do you have some to sell? And I'm like, yeah, I have a second bottle. or oh, I have this one. I don't like it. So I she's one of my biggest customers, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had the similar experience in shipping inks, some, some, uh, some post offices will be like, oh no, you can't ship inks. And uh, before I was just like, oh, you know, okay, uh, I guess you can't ship inks. 
But now that I've shipped so much ink, you know, I kind of just stonewalled yeah. them and said, no, you can ship inks. I ship this at the post office in Tokyo Station, and they're the main post office. So if mm-hmm. they let me ship inks, you're going to let me ship inks. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of go back and they're like, oh, yeah, we're sorry. Actually, you can ship inks. And um, so I kind of just stonewalled them. Yeah. But um, but there are, going back to, to Sailor Inks, so, um, there mm-hmm. are different eras of, uh, of Sailor Inks. So we have the vase bottles, uh, which were the most common. They were used mm-hmm. for Marazen Athena and most of the other store exclusive. But the Nagasawa um, bottles were in the pot bottles. So they're the yeah. gen- genteel bottles. And then now we have the square bottles as well as uh, the Boom Box exclusive um, horse shoe bottles. So, I hate this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, I was just going to ask you if, you if you follow or if you, if you chase particular types of inks um, or, or types of bottles, you know, how, how do you decide? This is an ink that I'm gonna buy. Um, uh, okay. Um, first, the color, I guess. Uh, no, I, I don't care about the. No, it's not true. <laughs> I was like, I don't care about the shape of the bottle, but some <laughs> bottles I hate, so I won't buy the ink. And especially the Boom uh, Boom Box, I really like yeah. their inks, and I really like their previous um, collection with the simple um, the pot bottles yeah exactly bottle and i i really hate this sh- shoes shape because i cannot i cannot i don't know how to to stop them and uh, they're really difficult to i cannot make round of ink in my drawers like a circle of inks it's really difficult to to store them and mm. uh, so i won't buy I, I didn't buy their ink for for years like uh, at a different event i'm going and i try their ink i find very nice color but i always ask do you still have some stock of this one but in the old bottles and they say yes or no and if it's no i don't buy the new bottles one but usually i like the vase bottle and the pot like the gentle uh, sailor gentle bottle yeah or the squares the square is really easy to stop to mm. store yeah but i won't in particular, looking for one bottle in uh, if I like the color, and I, I I start to swatch as we have a lot of time uh, during this pandemic. I start to swatch all the ink on on this um, Subame um, ink card, and I can say because usually I, I I swatch them in by brand in my in my notebook. So now I start to swatch them by cards, and I can see that I have a lot of blue. <laughs> so I think this is my weakness, blue, but this kind of really electric, um, strong uh, king blue, uh, how to say, a blue Klein. So very, very um, bright blue. I really like this. And mm. the more they have um, sheen or something, a plus, not mm-hmm. just a plain uh, blue, the more interesting it will be for me. So um, I want. I won't take the whole collection or something like that. I'm not like, I don't need the, the, all the colors. I will usually start with blue and red or some, yeah, blue is the main, I think. I, I don't, I, I don't have a lot of green, for example. I'm not into green, uh, especially. Mm. So it's not my interest, but yeah, blue, red is blue, red, reddish, purplish maximum. Yeah. And yeah. I don't have black ink. <laughs> I just we we have this talk before, but I was like, I don't have any black ink. I don't like I, I, mm. not that I don't like, but I don't use black ink. I have so many other colors. Why do I need to use black ink? <laughs> yeah, 
I think we have very uh, similar ink taste because I also have, uh, I'm doing a project now where I'm trying to swatch all my inks and I find that I have lots of lots of uh, blue inks, uh, mm-hmm. lots of purple inks. Um, uh, I don't have so many, green. I have some green, but most of them are blue, purple, or, you know, pink, some kind, kind of color. But how have your how have your ink tastes changed since you since you started because you mentioned to us that when uh, when you were in europe you were using fountain pens but not really kind of into the swamp so i guess you yeah. only used a black or blue but then yeah. you came to japan and you, you said you went to nagasawa and discovered all these uh these color palettes so how have your tastes changed since going from you know in Europe, you're only using blue and black, yeah. and then you find these Nagasawa colors, which I think are, you know, they're, they're interesting colors, but they're still kind of um, basic colors. Yeah, some of them have this, um, some of them has this uh, Studio 123 um, mm, magic sure. in the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, 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 the number 56, for example, uh, is really interesting, or uh, 37 is a very nice mm. electric blue too. Um, yeah, it changed a lot since 2016, um, to, yeah, around this time. Uh, as I remember, I had maybe one or two Pelican, then some Montblanc ink, which are quite expensive mm-hmm. for the size of the bottle. Um, and then when I discovered an, uh, Sailor ink with the Gentle ink, who cost like less than $10 for a 50, mi- 50 millimeters yeah. bottles uh, at that time, you can still, we, we, we discussed about it uh, with Jacob, you can still find some some of them on the market, but now mostly they cost more 2,000 yen, 3,000 yen uh, for a 50 milliliter mm. bottle. Um, yeah, uh, I don't, it grows. <laughs> <laughs> it, it starts from one small box to one entire drawer. And when I mm. talk about drawer, it's like kimono drawers, you know? This yeah, huge, I've seen it. I've one seen meter it. to one meter by fifty centimeter. No, one meter by seventy centimeter drawer. Like usually to put kimono in it. Uh, one drawer of them, then two, and now they are full. Both, <laughs> I start to make room for a third one. <laughs> so I think I need to sell some of my ink again. But in yeah, Japan, the inks yeah, hunt you. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 uh, ate me. Completely. <laughs> I, I was thinking with a, one of my a good friend, uh, Instagram pen pal and good friend, Julie Jeon. Uh, mm. Hello, Julie. Uh, we always joke a lot about it because we're like, what can we do with this ink? What will we do? There's so many and there are always new ones coming uh, on the market. Maybe we have to try to make perfume or, I don't know, uh, um, bath with yeah. ink. <laughs> Eating, no, maybe not eating, drinking them, but not a good idea. But uh, yeah, we're like, what can we do with this? It's so many ink. So uh, yeah, it changed a lot. It changed my approach a lot because now if I see a nice color, um, I will try to buy it and I will use it or I will make a, um, samples and sell it. And I try to, yeah, some, some are really favorite ones and now we keep them and I okay. will uh, come back to them. And uh, and Jacob, you have a bit of a say a different approach to inks. Well, I don't I don't buy as many inks <laughs> as as uh, <laughs> the two of you do. Um, I I'm very much into this whole like Tamiya samples swapping. Uh, I, I I enjoy that, and most of my inks now are in this 
small Tamiya bottles. And generally, if I buy a full bottle of ink at an event, I, I try it a few times. And then whenever I sell a pen on Mercado or something like that, I sell ink samples with the pen. So that's how I get rid of all the excess ink that, that I'm not going to use. So I have... I have a lot less ink than you guys do and I, I, I use this um, Urban's fountain pen companion to keep track of everything I have. Yeah, it's very nice. I have to put my inks in this, but yeah. it will take weeks to do it. <laughs> That's very nice, yeah. But Jacob, you also have a, you told me something interesting before, but you never buy the same ink twice. Yeah. Except, except one. I think the only exception has been uh, Eternal Blue and, and the reason for that exception was that my first bottle of Eternal Blue was in the vase bottle which I don't like at all um, and then they re-released recently Eternal Blue in, in the, the, the classic, I'm not sure what they the call bottle. pill bottles and, and I really like those, those traditional um, Martin Athena bottles so I had to get another mm. bottle of Eternal Blue. Yeah, I, I think those bottles are fantastic. I have several bottles of uh, of um, lemon um, yes. stuff. I... <laughs> I really love that ink. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely agree with both of you. The, these inks kind of eat you up, so to say. Do you have any favorite um, stores for store exclusives? Because there, there are quite a few stores. There's Nagasawa, there's Shosaikan, Bunga Box, uh, Isma, Bunkodo... Um, you know, Kingdom Note, I think, was one of the first mm, ones to yeah. to really come out with a lot. So I think it was uh, Nagasawa and Kingdom Note who kind mm -hmm. of led the charge for um, store exclusive sailors. Of course, there's Bunga Box. Bunga Box, I think, was much less known back then. Um, and, and now they're obviously one of the, the biggest ones. Mm -hmm. You have any favorites? Mm, oh, it's very difficult. Um, I, 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 there is a Kingdom Note um, a jellyfish, uh, green, mm. light yes. green one that it, it wasn't uh, my color and it's really difficult to write with them. I, I use it more for sketching or for drawing, painting, but I really, it was really a new, um, for me, a very new color, like a bit phosphorescent, but no, no phosphorescent, but this mm. really uh, gentle uh, light green, yeah, like mint a bit. And uh, it's, it was one of my first Kingdom Note uh, bottle too, and I really uh, I keep it. I really enjoy it. And then mm -hmm. I I travel to o Okayama mm -hmm. uh, Prefecture and discover Usagi Usagi mm. Usagiya Usagiya exactly um, uh, shop a stationery shop, and they have a very nice line of uh, sailor ink. Mm. And I have the Setochi. Blue with mm -hmm. oh, one yes. of my friends. It's a little bit like the, um, a little bit like, uh, close to uh, Eternal Blue of Marazen, but they, they, there is this red um, um, uh, shade, or uh, halo, uh, in this ink is very nice one. Very one mm -hmm. of my favorite one. Yeah. Uh, if not, uh, it changes every month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I find myself also. Um, when uh, when I first started out, I mentioned I used the uh, only Mont Blanc Lavender Purple, and uh, oh, yeah. that was, uh, I think back when I bought it, it was very, very dark, but now it got a bit lighter. But anyways, um, so I was really into these uh, dark, saturated inks, uh, you know, at school, so 
mm-hmm. you know, can't <laughs> actually using purple itself was uh, not you're not supposed to, but but I did it and it looked like black, so you know, whatever. Um, but then I, I was really into these uh, dark, saturated purples, and now I find myself really um, moving more towards the light, desaturated shading inks, mm-hmm. and um, especially lemon uh, helped me discover that I really, really enjoy the inks with the halos mm-hmm. uh, in them. What about you, Jacob? What are your favorite inks? So I tend to lean toward this dark teal colored ink. So Eternal Blue and uh, Sailor Yamadori and this Kiboho ink and, and Maritain's new Marine Blue. Those I really like. Uh, I don't usually feel like I need to use you know work appropriate inks because whatever I write at work is just for me is, is for no one else to read. It was just one mm-hmm. exception to that. Like two or three months ago at my previous job, we were writing some farewell card for some other, for, for some guy who was leaving and everyone else wrote their name uh, with like a black ballpoint pen. I only had some fountain pen with a double broad nib and some like pink <laughs> ink. So I was the one stand out there. Uh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. yeah. But before uh, before getting in this um, ink uh, hole, uh, I was uh, like, as uh, as you said, I, I was using more classical color. And I remember in school, uh, it, I was in a secondary school. I want to have more color, but I didn't. So I, what I was doing was mixing uh, my own cartridge and adding mm. water to to dissolute the color. And my teacher was asking me if I had some. Uh, budget problems that if I need help to get new cartridge and I was like no I just want to have a lighter blue <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's uh, that's funny yeah. and um, we, we see now also a kind of um, uh, it's been going on for for quite a few years and uh, we, we see these uh, this concept called gotochi ink which is uh, as you said Kwe, when you go to different parts of uh, of the country, you can find exclusive inks that you can buy only there in those brick and mortar mm-hmm. stores. And um, and you said that you kind of research the the stationery stores that are there and lo- look for any interesting colors, but you don't necessarily chase these inks, right? No. Yeah. Um, I think what's interesting is that a uh, sailor is maybe they're trying to export this model. Uh, to the U.S. because you have from this year you have the pen show or you were supposed to have this this pen show um, yeah. series. We had um, Colorado, which is a which is a, a purple, I believe, and some some other color. But maybe this is a a new style that that we will we'll see more and more. Yeah, so they have Colorado and California that I can see yeah. now. Yeah, the green green California. Yeah. One thing related to that I'm wondering about is, you know, we're talking about how sailors now doing more inks overseas also with that uh, manual line and so on. But do we see, do we see fewer new sailor made inks in Japan or is it just that the other manufacturers, Tony Limbs and so on, they are, they are speeding up? I think that um, sailor made inks based on uh, what the stores ask them to make. So now that a lot of stores are asking tonal limbs instead, uh, they ha- 
are probably losing a lot of business to Tono Limbs. Mm. The interesting thing, I, I mentioned that I'm on this uh, this swatching uh, project, and Sailor does not make inks that have shimmer, yeah, or um, does not make inks that uh, that have these crazy kind of you know sh- they they make sheening inks, but but they're not like crazy crazy. Mm-hmm. Not like Daimin yeah. or um... exactly. I believe that the reason um, why Sailor doesn't make is because you have this kind of idea in Japan that uh, shimmer inks are not for fountain pens. They're they're not safe, uh, and you're not supposed to use them. And we we see this in a lot of blogs from Mr. Mori as well. <laughs> and he kind of uh, I don't know. He he ordered this ink from from Tona Limbs that has a green shimmer in it, and then he writes on his blog saying, uh, "Yeah." Um, shimmer inks are not uh, safe in fountain pens, except for this one pen and this one grind that I did. So um, you yeah. can only use shimmering inks in, in this grind, which is obviously <laughs> uh, ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> but I found that a, a a trend in Japan is that people who are buying inks, um, maybe even I would venture to say the vast majority of them are not fountain pen people. Yeah, you see a lot of people using glass pens, and in particular, there's, mm-hmm. one, there's one type of glass pens, these bamboo pens that for some reason yeah. have ex- exploded in, in popularity. Everyone has these bamboo glass pens, um, but also ex- things like, you know, Kakimori sells these like, ballpoint rollerballs where you can refill with your own ink of choice. So that's probably very popular too. Even, yeah. um, 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 I'd say, a uh, uh, the the brand like uh, I send you the bottle the glass bottle Hario Hario yes yes the the glass they do um, they do glass chemi- chemical glass um, bottles and so on they they even have their own uh, glass pen and um, small ink um, bottles like empty ink bottles that you can fill yourself but yeah I think yeah. it's quite uh, trendy in Japan to to have inks with glass pen or with dip pen and to do uh, sketching, drawings, uh, calligraphy, but not for for writing every day with the fountain pen. And you also see this refillable glass pens like a Yaching style a lot on on Instagram. Yeah, and yeah. Wancher makes one as well, I think, which are made by Sen, I believe. Yes. Yeah, so the the rivals. I have to say, Sen's uh, glass pens, uh, I, I like them a lot. They're they're beautiful. Yeah. You have one. Right? I do have one, a, a, a black one, yes. It's a different writing experience. I think some vintage uh, pens in Europe had glass nibs, especially um, the wartime uh, nibs when there, weren't, there wasn't enough uh, metal. Mm. But that's mm-hmm. an aside. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're, we're getting really, really deep into the podcast now. So um, the last thing on Chasing Sailor Inks is, uh, I want to talk about is the Sailor Ink Studio, not the not the line of hundred inks, but the actual studio with Ishimaru. Have any of you been to one of these uh, these events before? No, I I've, I've tried but failed because you need to reserve in advance, and they are very popular. Yes, they are extremely extremely popular. We were supposed to go um, April twentieth, but unfortunately, yeah. because of the coronavirus, it got cancelled. Um, fortunately. 
uh, and it, it's interesting because uh, I'm quite connected with the, the retail um, side of uh, of the the scene. So I have some uh, some friends at Shosaikan who who kind of let me know um, when there's this uh, when there's this event. So we'll probably rebook with uh, with Ishimoto, but I'm quite excited, uh, and we'll report back when that happens. Do you want to move on to to some Q and A? Sounds good. All right. So today we have uh, we have several different questions. We have two from Mariska from Instagram. Uh, she says, "Hello, Cy and Jacob. Great show. First of all, I'm so glad somebody finally decided to do a podcast about fountain pens and stationery in the mythical unicorn land of Japan. It is a really big niche to fill." And you both did it with such gusto. I'm particularly envious of the camaraderie that you guys seem to have going on there, especially in Tokyo. I've been following a few of you, and there seems to always be great meets and banter's. I'd love to hear more about this. Maybe you can talk about uh, the members. Are they fo- mostly foreigners slash expats, or are there Japanese natives involved? Uh, maybe I'll, I'll take this question first.、Uh, yeah. I think、um, there are there are different groups of interests, and our group particularly is is focused on an English speaking community. So you know, it, it turns out that most of them、uh, are expats, but we have some native Japanese people.、Uh, we have some locals.、Uh, we have the Queen of Demos,、uh, Keiko. We have the Queen of Inks,、um, Yasuko. And of course,、uh, we always meet with Hiroko、uh, when whenever we have these meets. So I'd say it's it's quite a good balance, maybe six to four, I would say ish,、um, of the regular people that that show up.、Um, Alessa grew up in Japan, so you know,、uh, she's kind of local here as well.、Uh, but I would say we're we're all local. Maybe we we didn't grow up here, but we were all local. Jacob, you've been here for fifteen years. I've been here for ten years.、Um, Uh, and we, in our group particularly, we speak English. But outside,、uh, to the retail events, to the other、um, groups, we we communicate in Japanese. There's、uh, usually no problem. And then,、uh, you know, there, there are some different other groups.、Uh, so there's like a lettering group where the lettering people go. The the journaling group where the journaling people show up. But as far as I know, we're the only English speaking group、um, that is organized in Japan. Yeah, that that might actually be true, and I will say that in our in our group, there's like a core group of people that attend most events, and then we have some people who either because that they don't live here or for whatever reason they only join us every once in a while. Yes, and、uh, and if you come to Japan, we'll be sure to throw you a big party at our usual pizzeria. Yes, <laughs> that's always very very fun.、Okay. Jacob, Kway, anything else to add to this? Um, no, it's really fun. <laughs> I really miss you guys. <laughs> okay,、um, let's go on to the next question then. Mariska then asks: Due to the prevalence of limited edition fountain pens and inks in Japan, are there is there any FOMO, fear of missing out, going around in the group, particularly in the case where your friend got the limited edition and you didn't? AKA, how can you slash can you stay? Being friends in that situation, or do you divide and conquer among some of you to score some of these limited editions? 
sharing includes uh, pens, etc. So I really love this question because for me, uh, this is very easy because I don't feel like I need to own a lot of pens or inks. I want to see them. I want to try them. I want to take a photo and then I'm done with them. So I'm super happy <laughs> if Que or Alessio or someone gets a pen and I just get, get to have a glance. So that's my answer to that question. You buy it. I don't want to have it. I just want to take pictures. Yes, that's it. Yeah, I think it's really interesting because I, I don't I don't feel like any um, um, how say um, battles between any one of us, and it's really fun when we meet and we share. Oh, I found this ink. I found this new pen. I got this one on Mercury, and it's more for the experience and discovering new. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, you cannot know everything about stationery in Japan. It's impossible. It's so big. I think it will take 10 years of research or thesis to even having a, a glimpse of uh, what Japan has to offer in this um, yeah. area. But as we are um, a group around uh, 8, 10 people, it's really uh, rich to, to, yeah. Every time we meet, we discover something new and we exchange ink and we do uh, samples. So it's not yeah, we're really more in the um, sharing uh, more the musketeer, musketeers, yeah. <laughs> um, sharing and exchanging uh, ideas and inks and everything. Yeah. So, yeah, it's very fun. I agree with uh, the both of you. I don't think there's so much, uh, say, jealousy or like, you know, um, you know, bad feelings going around because we always share our kind of plans uh, if there's some kind of event or or something going on, um, in the event of auctions, you know it's first come first serve. If you find it, you find it. But there there's not kind of a you know this FOMO going around because at the end of the day we me- we meet up uh, fairly regularly, try each other's uh, pens out. I don't think there's a need to own so much. Speaking of which, I need to sell a lot of my pens. Um, yeah. But that's a that's a different discussion. But for me. Um, what, what's important is that we share information. Uh, I'm, I would be very annoyed if, uh, you know, one person is going to an event and doesn't tell anybody else uh, that they're going. And then, you know, we find out afterwards, oh, yeah, this person went to this event without telling us. Uh, fortunately, uh, that doesn't happen uh, most of the time. So, so I don't really think there's a case of uh, this, uh, you know, you know, one person sneakily going mm. off to this place and then not telling, uh, not telling. So, and that's very rare um, in the group because I think we're all too excited to yeah. to buy that before we buy, we, we have to tell somebody about our excitement. Yeah, and, and I think so, uh, when you ask how do I choose some ink, for example, in, in some events, it's very nice that, you know, like um, uh, some people share what they got and so you can have a little bit of a, idea what's going on at this event because you don't go the same day you cannot book at the same day or something so you yeah we we kind of um, help each other even on the online uh, sale yeah. if someone is buying on this shop we ask each other do you need something yeah. so you we pay only once the shipping fees yeah. and stuff like that so it's really nice yeah. and and friendly okay i just had an idea you know we need to coordinate our ink buying because it seems like we have similar interests in yeah. ink. So uh, we can uh, we can half our ink expenses. Yeah, okay. we have next time. So um, let's move on to the last question. Uh, Nemodos from Instagram, he asks, choose a brand, major or minor, but 
bonus points for major that you could completely do away with and why? Jacob, do you have a do you have any ideas? I can't think of any brand that I'm really that attached to that I wouldn't. Yes, I think the opposite question is the more harder one. What is the one brand that you cannot you know, live without, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and for me, I don't think there's a single pen brand I, I can. I mean, I can do without Sailor if I have Pilot. I, I, I can do without you know London Toolbar if if I have you know Sailor and so on. But there's a paper brand that probably can cannot do without, and that is uh, Grafiler from, from Kobe House. So that is the one brand mm. in this, you know, stationary world that I cannot live without. All the others are replaceable. Mm, interesting, interesting. Uh, I've never used Gra Grafilo, uh, so I could definitely do <laughs> without that. Um, for me, I would say a major brand. So there's the big three in Japan, right? Pilot, Platinum, and Sailor. And I think that if Platinum didn't exist, I would be completely okay with that. They, I, I think their pens are mm, not so interesting. They, but the Nakaya. But I'm not going to to own one. And if I'm going into the Nakaya territory, I'd rather get a, you know, Nakaya is a, a it's a custom pen. So you know, I would go to a custom pen maker, which uh, which can make me some interesting. Filling systems, and then if uh, it's the urushi that we're talking about, then you know we always know like Hiroko or or um, Fine Writing International is also taking a urushi requests. Um, I'm uh, doing some practice at home, so you know Nakaya. I, I don't think it fills a niche. Yeah, sorry. What about you, Kwe? Uh What brands? It's really difficult. Because I'm, I'm trying to, to think if I, if I have been disappointed by one of the brands, because then, then it would be easier to get away. <laughs> but until now, I'm quite happy with the, <laughs> with the three big ones. Um, very difficult one. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> until now i'm quite happy <laughs> well i guess that's a wrap then <laughs> yeah no, I guess, yeah uh... it's very, very difficult but as yeah. as um as i would take uh, in the same angle as jacob and i would say uh for paper for example uh tomoe river and grafilo are my best uh two i cannot write on any yeah, maybe two by me, it's okay. But uh, Omidori is okay. But um, I really prefer, if I can choose a paper, I will really go for, for one of these brands. And, um, and I think it's, the paper is as important as the, as the pen. Like a lot of yeah. people say, yeah, I have fountain pen, but I'm not, uh, every time I write with it, it's, it's, it's a mess and uh, the ink doesn't get absorbed or the ink absorbs too much, the paper absorbs the, the ink too much and everything. And I'm like, yeah, you have to get a good paper for fountain pen. You cannot just use copy copy mm. machine paper. It's, it, it will destroy the quality and the the yeah. and how say the pleasure to write with a fountain pen yeah. if you don't get a nice paper. So yeah. yeah. All right. So that's been episode five. We'll have Quay back in episode six where we'll talk about chasing shiny 
sailor pens. Uh, and so this episode was about inks. The next episode will be about pens. So stay tuned. We'll be back in two weeks. But until then, my name is CY. You can find me at tokyostationpens.com. That's tokyostationpens.com. My name is Jacob, and you'll find me on Instagram at the Foodafan, and I have a blog at foodafan.com. And my name is Cray, and you can find me on Instagram at miraikat. And happy Mother's Day to all mothers out there. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yes, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye bye.